and the smacking lip sound. Gross. <laughs> um, yeah, that sound is actually not coming from my lips. It's coming from your tongue. It's my tongue and the top of my mouth. It's the sound you make when you taste something that's really gross. Yeah, but have you eaten anything really gross lately? No. But my mouth is very moist right now because mm. I just had a peanut butter and honey sandwich. Moist. A moist And mouth. because peanut butter is... Um, uh, sticky, I think is the right word to use. Sticky. Your mouth salivates to be able to break it all down. Viscous? Viscous. Viscous? No. So your mouth is moist and viscous? No. Right no. No, 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 no. <coughs> Excuse me while I die. <laughs> You're excused. Um, I guess I'm doing this podcast by myself. Luke is dead. <laughs> well, that was really gross. I'm sorry. Yes, it was. This is Pod Bros. Pod Bros. A production of <laughs> Sound Bros Productions. Productions. Hey, um, do you have a wedding coming up? Do you need a DJ? Call Pod Bros. <laughs> no. I was trying for a... I hate those commercials. Those are the worst ones, too. The ones that ask a question. No, no, no. Those are not the worst ones. What are the worst the ones? The worst ones are, Hey, this is Nick from Pod Bros. Do you need such and such? Why don't you come on by and try us out? Those are the worst commercials. <laughs> by far. Hey, this is Luke from Pod Bros. <laughs> No, but it's not even. There's like no inflection at all. Yeah, it's all monotone. It's like we we picked our we picked someone from the, the store worst. to do it. The worst, and they have no inflection at all. The worst, or the owner. Yeah, the, the owner. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, um, hey, we do weddings and like and bar mitzvahs. Bar mitzvahs. <laughs> Why do we keep saying we're not? We haven't done any bar mitzvahs yet. Uh, but or, we could though. Or proms. If you want something strange and not normal for a prom, I don't want to do a prom. Do you want to do a prom? I really don't want to do a prom. Do you hear me, like, hemming and hawing over Let's here? Let's not do a prom. That's me hemming and hawing about doing a prom, because <laughs> I am not down with that at all. Actually, you know, we were doing some work for the school district, Bradshaw School District. I don't... Yeah. I don't think I want to do that anymore, I either. I don't want to talk about that. Why not? Because it's, it's annoying. Is it a sore point? It's just... It's, it's not just stupid it's children. It's just dumb. It's, it's just dumb that... Well, you know what it is? Let's let's talk about this for a moment. I thought we didn't want to talk about this. No, we're going to talk about it. You brought it up. Oh, we're going to talk about it now. we're going to talk about it. Our stupid education system. 
we're gonna have we're gonna have a student council, and then we're not gonna tell them how things work in the real world the like real we're supposed world. to yep. as educators. We're just gonna let them flounder forward. Yeah. I wonder how that um, I wonder how that assembly went. Anyway. Who cares? Who the heck freaking cares? I, I do. I, you know I'm what? Curious. You know what? I'm curious. Listen to the words that I'm saying and don't assume. This is the other problem. You have a conversation with someone and you say something and they hear something completely different because they hear what they want to hear. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Nick when he's angry. You brought this up. Just, you did this. It's actually he turns red and his hair changes color and it stands on. No, I'm kidding. Don't turn red. <laughs> talking about you turn red. I do turn red. Uh, but then again, my eyes betray my my feelings. So, does my skin change color at all? No, mine does. I turn red, and people think I'm angry, and I'm not. I think is this really is fun. why. I think this is why it trips people out when I get angry. Yeah, because nothing about me changes. No, I just get angry. Your, your voice just gets louder, and has that little bit of a growl in the back of it. Not the one that like comes out as like a growl. But that one that's like in the back of your throat it, that makes your skin crawl. It's like threatening? Yeah. It's very painful. It's like a passive aggressive like, threatening. I don't know what's gonna happen right now, but he might turn into a bear and rip my face off. <laughs> well, I sure hope you kids were good this year. <laughs> Cause Santa Claus just took out the Pearson home. Incoming! Um to our friend Stacy, uh if we're gonna quote she said, if we're gonna quote Mel Brooks movies. <laughs> Yeah, she told me the other day. Um, but I haven't actually seen the one that she said to quote. So Which one did she say to quote? History of the World, Part One. Oh, I don't think I've seen that one either. So, my apologies, I can't quote it. But if you want us um, to quote some uh, some I good can, musicals, we could. If you want to give us some good suggestions musical, for musicals to quote, to quote, because I like quoting musicals. Me too. And I, you know, I realized something the other day because I was actually talking to to them um, at church, and uh, I realized that. Them. While we were quoting our all these Them. different uh, all these different uh, musicals, I didn't quote my favorite musical of all, which is Seventeen Seventy Six. I started watching that again the other day. How far did you get? I didn't. We just need to watch it together. And I have to be in the right frame of mind. It's it's a lot of those a lot of those I'm just musicals. Not into it. I just, a lot of those musicals you need to watch it with someone. It's <laughs> not know. as funny when you watch it. I did it by watch yourself. the scene. Where they're standing outside of whatever his oh, name is. Gosh, house. that's the worst one. And he throws the, he throws the note to them. The note, and he goes, "And now I'm going to sleep, or I'm going back in." Now I'm going back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed a little bit, not a lot, uh, just a, just a goosh. You didn't see the favorite, my favorite um, one of all. Though. The best scene in that is the um, Bob, uh, Mr. Adams. Bob. The song, Mr. Adams. Bob is very funny. Bob. Why are you saying Bob? I don't know. Bob's in my head. Because you're being ridiculous. Uh, well, yeah. Okay. Uh, yes. I don't know. What are we doing? Why are we here? We're doing a podcast. What is the meaning of life? Uh, 42? 42. There you go. Oh, this is terrible. What they use? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so sad. Oh man, that was that, that guy was is such a great actor. I'm so sad he passed away. That was the best. 
part of that whole movie. He was Dr. Was when whatever. he grabs the gun and he shoots them all and they're like, oh, what's the point? <laughs> they all fall over. <laughs> oh, yes. So good. Um, it was good fun. So when he passed away, I made a meme. It you didn't did. go viral. I was hoping it would. But it was a picture of him. I still from, see it pop up from time to time. It was a picture of him from uh, Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest, and it said, "By Grafthar's hammer, what a tragedy." Mm-hmm. It still makes me laugh, which is ridiculous. <laughs> but I have a morbid. I have a morbid sense of humor. I suppose morbid, morbidish, morbidish, morbidish sense of humor. Morbidish, morbidish, morbidish. Morbidish is like something you would name your kid if you weren't happy with your spouse. Or if they were from, like, Hogwarts or something. Morbidish. Morbidish. House. Atreides. No, no, no. That's Dune. Oh. Speaking of Dune. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with it. So They better not butcher it. So, um, you know how we, we try to talk about Star Wars on Friday? Yeah. Do we want to have a Dune... So since well Monday? since since you uh, <laughs> since you brought up Dune, I'm going to talk about Star Wars right now. Ooh, did you know Star that, Wars on Thursday? Did you know that George Lucas Breaking based the rules. Star Wars Episode Four loosely on Dune? Okay. How so? Um, Dirt Planet, Dirt Planet, the basic Tatooine. the basic uh, setup of Spice? the government. There's no spice, though. There is no spice, but there is the force. Yeah, the force is the spice. And Princess the f- Leia... Spores, the spores might fly. ...is... You okay over there, bud? Ah, the spice must flow, not the spores most... Fly? Fliced. Fliced. <laughs> Now you're smirking my, my language. <laughs> I didn't do my vocal warm up. I don't know how I got there. That may <laughs> never happen again. <laughs> oh, cat bug. <laughs> Go sports ball. Wow. I am all over right yeah, now. Yeah, you are. You Good really Lord. are. Lord. So, Focus yeah, up continue. Over there. This, the princess. So, uh, princess? princess Leia is. Um, Mother Superior? No, what's the princess's name in Dune? The Emperor's the Emperor's daughter. Oh yeah, okay, I can see that. Um and um Paul. Paul Atreides is Luke. um He's Luke. Luke. Yeah. And then you have uh Oh, and uh the name Skywalker. Okay. What what did where did the Atreides come from? From the stars. From the star planet. From the planet uh, where they controlled where the they air. Controlled they controlled the air, the air power. Um, and then uh, uh, Governor Tarkin. House Arkanen. House Harkonnen. Wow. Wow. Um, Mind blown. There's, okay, so there's a whole list of them, actually. I don't, I don't. I can't remember all of them right now, but there's a whole list of them where the names are like... They just they literally changed one letter and made it something else and made it something else, but it's the exact same character. That's awesome. So, uh, I, you knew this, but I didn't. So we were 
We were trolling around on the interwebs earlier. We were trolling on the internet? Or we were just trotting around? Trotting. 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 Frolicking. La da da. La da da. I don't know how I got there. I don't know how I got there. Maybe it might never happen again. (laughs) Um, So we were trotting uh, around on the webs. Um, and, uh, I was looking at, um, on IMDB on Avatar, the, uh, the guy that played the, the sergeant or the general or whatever the heck he was. Yeah. The main. Okay. So if, if you are one of the people that didn't know that he was in another or didn't recognize him in another movie that he was in, um, welcome to the club. Cause I had no idea until a couple minutes ago that he played Ike in Tombstone. Like, I'm never going to be able to watch that movie the same way again. Like, you know what else changed that for me? Billy Bob Thornton was in Tombstone, too. Help me out here. Billy Bob, uh, you know who Billy Bob Thornton is, right? Uh, I'm not putting a face with the Okay, name. hang on. I will help you. Just give, give me another movie that he I'm, was in. I'm trying to think of one. My brain is doing that thing that it does where it doesn't want to work with me right now. So, you know, Tombstone was a great movie. Tombstone was a great movie. Tombstone was actually... Um, they need to do a prequel to that or a sequel to that. They, uh, Wyatt Earp actually... Um, whatchamacallit? He... he That was based on all... He wrote all that stuff down. Right. It was it was accurate. It was actually based on... He, he technically, speaking, he actually... You could technically say that he consulted on that movie. Well, he, he was... Um, he wasn't alive, right? I, I don't actually know when, when Wyatt Earp died. I doubt that he was, but I do well, know no, that they had... in the 90s, but... It was built... Well, it was made in the 93. Yeah, but he was over... It would have been, it would have been over 100 years old, though. Yeah. No, I think he was dead. Anyway, um... Billy Bob Thornton, where are you? Come on, help me out here. I'm working on it. Give me a second. Uh, wow, he's like he's on the cast list, but he's like way down on the cast list. Why don't you just look up his name? What do you think I'm doing? So that I can look at his face. Like, what do you? Did you look? You looked up Tombstone, didn't you? What do you think I'm doing? No, I looked up Billy Bob Thornton. Mm. Just show me a picture of his face. Oh yeah, okay. See how difficult that was. And you re- remember him in Tombstone? No. He was the guy who was the gambler at the beginning where he smacks him a couple times and says, you're just going to stand there and bleed. Mm. Then he comes after at them again and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I know with a shotgun. Saying. Yep, yep. Why, Johnny Tyler. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good movie. They, they successfully captured that Old West... Old West movie feel, they really did, and and shrunk down the the time frame because usually those movies ran for like three hours, of them riding through the the woods or, or riding through the the desert or the gra- high grasslands or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They really kind of shrunk that down and made it a little bit more. Um, I didn't realize how big of an A list Tombstone really actually was. Oh yeah, it was. Uh, they were all A list actors. It was the big names of the of the era. Yep. Kurt Russell, Val Kilmer, Sam Elliott, Bill Paxton, Powers Booth, Charlton Heston. 
Wow. Stephen Lang, Thomas Hayden Church. <coughs> Billy Bob Thornton, Billy Zane, Robert John Burke. Excuse me. Wyatt Earp himself. Oh, I guess he was alive then. As Billy Claiborne. I thought that he was, I, I thought I had remembered reading that he had actually consulted on the movie. Um, but I wasn't sure if that was true or not. Because that was, because there was two movies. There was a movie called Wyatt Earp and then there was a movie, then there was Tombstone. And Wyatt Earp did not have Wyatt Earp as part of it, I think. I don't think this is the same Wyatt Earp as we think it is. Are you sure? Uh, yeah. Wyatt Earp. Maybe it's his son? Born October 2nd, 1962. Oh, no. Never mind. Definitely not. Um, as Glenn Wyatt Earp. Okay. In Stillwater, Oklahoma. I don't know. That's interesting. Maybe it's his son or something. It might be. That'd be amazing. He is a distant relative relative of the 19th century historical figure, mm. Wyatt Earp. He is okay. the fifth cousin of Wyatt Earp, who was born in 1848 and died in 1929. There you go. <clears throat> so, that answers that question. So, Wyatt Earp was actually in the movie. <laughs> As a Wyatt Earp, a was, Wyatt in Earp the movie. was in the movie, yeah. <laughs> that's really cool. That's like uh that's like the uh the actor who played uh, Jesus in the Passion of the Christ, Jim Caviezel is uh JC. Right. Yeah. I thought that was clever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's actually coming back for another Passion yeah, was, Passion 2. I was reading that they were yeah, that they, they were going to do us like a the Resurrection of Christ uh, or something. A sequel, yeah, a sequel, yeah. yeah. Which is cool. Yeah, it'll be it's pretty cool. It's going to follow, I think, the 30 days of before he ascends or something. I hmm. don't know. Interesting. I don't know I don't know where he's going to go with it. I hope he doesn't put all the Catholic stuff in there again. He might. No offense to Catholics, but offense to Catholics. Come on. My Jesus wasn't a pansy. No, he wasn't. They didn't portray him as a pansy. No, but they had a lot of weird stuff in you there. Know what, you know what, though? You know what? I, I will say this. Um, just from a historical perspective, Jesus was a carpenter. And I like how they always portray him as, like, this, like, scrawny guy. Yeah. He would have been a beast. I want to see a movie with Jesus played by The Rock. The Rock. Hmm. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I could see that. With a full head of, like, brownish you know, brownish blonde hair and a full beard. And a big beard, yeah. And a big uh, Jew beard. Yeah, a big Jew beard. You know. That's what I have. I have and, a I have and a Jew the beard. And the twelve disciples We are, actually both have Jew beards. And well and the twelve disciples. I mean, come on. Let, let, since we're there, let's go there. Okay. Jesus was a carpenter. Which means that back then he was probably more a stonemason right. than no, he was a carpenter. It was more than that. He actually definitely was a stonemason. He yeah. was actually a construction worker. Yeah. Um, being a carpenter and actually where he was in Israel, he was very near an area where they did a lot of – the Romans actually were doing a lot of construction. Um, it's actually part of the reason why uh, the statement is made when he's when he's gathering the disciples, can anything good come from Nazareth? It's because Nazareth, Nazareth – yeah, sorry, Nazareth. My brain is uh, and my mouth are not cooperating right now. Uh, I needed to do my warm ups too. Welcome. Um, glad to have you. Yeah, they were they were well known for being an area where there was a lot of Roman influence, and so there was like a a, a mini coliseum there where they would do theater, which is you know where you get a lot of the references where Jesus is you know calling the the uh, the Pharisees hypocrites because a hypocrite is an actor. 
Ah, yes. So he would have actually had firsthand account, firsthand interaction with actors. with actors, yeah, and with the th- with the theatrical world because he was building. He was building. He was building that stuff. Yeah. So he would have been a he would have been a beast. Right. So now let's jump over. So you've got you've got essentially Jesus is is going to be this dude that is just he's a beast, right? Yeah. Probably not like chiseled, but probably but pretty beefy. strong, pretty and beefy. pretty beefy. Yeah, yeah. beefy. Um, we're not talking fat here. We're talking serious muscle. Well, yeah, you're moving you know, around, you're moving around stone, yeah. and and you're building, and stuff you're hard, and, hard. Yeah, for thirty years. For thirty years, yeah. Because um, he didn't what he didn't start his ministry till he was thirty two, thirty two, thirty three, something like that. Yeah. That's the specifics of when exactly it happened. Yeah. Is you know. So then on top of that, you've I don't got, think important. You've got you know you've got the you know you've got his disciples, um, Simon the Zealot, right? Yeah. He's a fighter. Yeah. Okay, uh, then you've well, got you have, Pete, you have Peter, well, Peter, James, Peter and John. James, and John. These guys are fishermen. They're fishermen. These guys are beasts. Yeah, because you had to they're, be well, they're sailors. Then. Yeah, they're they're uh, they are they are filthy, nasty, slimy. Yeah, seriously, ripped yep. dudes because they are hauling in nets yeah, it's all, and, and it's all lean. It's all, it's all you're, lean. you're all lean because all you're eating is protein. Yep. Um, you, protein you have, and what little bits of bread you get yep. when you come to shore. Yep. On the Sea of Galilee. Yep. So, um, you know, and then you've got the tax collector, Matthew. Yeah, he probably wasn't. He was probably not a ripped dude. He may not have been ripped, but I would dare say that he had something on him. Because they were shysters. No, but they... Think he was scrawny? He was probably one of those scrawny dudes where you saw him and he probably had... He probably didn't have a Jew beard. He probably had a goatee. Right. The little soul patch. The little soul patch. The little soul patch. Um, to fit in, you know. Either that or he had one of those pencil beards. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I picture Zacchaeus um, as just this ripped little midget. No. See, the thing is is that <laughs> the reason they were able to exploit people was because of the Romans. Right. Because right. you, you didn't mess with a tax collector unless maybe like Simon the Zealot probably killed the tax collectors. Of course. Probably yeah. something he did. But besides that, you didn't mess with tax collectors because they were... They had their goons, which was the Roman army, which the Roman army. at their beck and call. Yeah, okay, I'm collecting taxes for the for the emperor. Yeah, and so the army would do the do the do the bidding. Hey, this guy's causing problems. Judas Iscariot. What did Judas Iscariot do before he was? Well, he was into money. So, right, he was the banker of the group. Yeah, he was the banker of the group. Interesting. He was probably a stereotypical looking person, Jew looking person. I just I don't picture like I picture. I picture Jesus walking around with twelve disciples, and it was like an imposing figure. Yeah, I think. I you think know? also, though, you have to understand that the other side he, of that, he of did, course, is they but were he all, did pull. They were all under five foot. I mean, every single one of them. <laughs> God, brittle man. No, I mean he did pull well, from. No, it, he did pull from every aspect of society. It says it in the Bible. What that Jesus was short. When does it say that? It says that in um, after he rose from the dead. And he was with the disciples before he ascended. He said, and lo, I am with you always. And that was actually when you found out that they were all Mexicans. Right, because they, they were all, all gathered in one accord. In one accord, yeah. <laughs> and if you go into the Old Testament, um, the um, this is where they invented actually Mountain Dew. That's right. Um, was when they were all camped at the base of Mount Sinai. Yeah. Um, and uh, Moses fed the people the dew from the mountain. Mm-hmm. 
Coffee is also biblical. Yes, Hebrews. Yeah, because Hebrews. <laughs> Coffee or tea. Or tea, know. yeah. It's open to interpretation. So <clears throat> That's our uh, blasphemous segment of the day. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's not necessarily <laughs> blasphemous. It's just funny. <clears throat> but, um, no, I just, I, I don't know. I, I have you a know, hard time. Peter, James, and John were actually really small. They slept on their watch. <laughs> Good God. I was not expecting that one. No, I just I picture Jesus as a as I picture Jesus like he flipped over tables and and drove people out of the temple with a whip. If you're some scrawny little dude, you're not doing that. Sorry. Nope. nope. You know, um, I, scientifically, right? Uh, he was in the desert for forty days, and that is and true. Fasted for forty that days. Is true. Fasting for forty and, days and and forty nights. That's right. I mean that your body actually starts to eat itself after a certain point. If you're some scrawny guy, yeah, and that's the other you're thing not going to survive because we do we do corporate fasts from time to time, right? Right. Right. And I know people that can't. Yeah. That can't do it. They can't. They legit like physically I can. I can't can. do it. I can not eat from Sunday night and not eat for three days. Um, I'll start having hunger pangs, like the annoying hunger, hunger pangs. pangs? Pangs. Oh, pangs, pangs. Pangs. Okay. Um, I thought you were saying hunger pain. I was like, hunger pang. I know. Pang? I know. I know what you're saying. It's pang. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I start getting the annoying. It's, it's your body is releasing um, penicillin. Yeah. That says, "Hey, I'm hungry." Yeah. Um, I start getting that like Tuesday night, or like mid. I have like in, mid you know Tuesday. What, you know what? No. I and then by about uh, about ten o'clock on Wednesday morning, it's gone and I'm fine. For me, it's, it's Monday weird. night. But I have I have a I have a unique I have a unique metabolism, and so usually for me my body is like all right where's the food I'm really hungry right um, it, usually it's after Monday is mostly a craving thing well we don't eat for I don't know about you but I I am trying to get myself back to the point where I eat when I'm hungry instead of just eating to eat um, I used to do that and that's why I'm where I am right now because I would eat when I was hungry well no no I mean, no, I mean no, knowing I eat, that I'm hungry no yeah that's I understand what you're saying but what I'm saying is that my body likes I like food my brain likes food I guess yeah, would be a absolutely. right way to say it and so usually Monday the first day of the fast is usually a fighting the urge to just eat something right because I just like eating something um, but usually it pass usually it's Monday night after the first after the first twenty four hours that my body's like that first release of penicillin, and your body is like I'm hungry, I need something to eat, and then it goes away right away because I'm I'm big, right. I'm really big. So um, you chug a forty ounce of water. Well, you actually, if you're drinking water the whole time, your body it for me anyways. If you're drinking enough water, your body doesn't really get hungry at all. No, it just moves the water through. Um, I will but, say though, but I I for me I ramp up. Like I'll start drinking water, and it's I'm drinking enough, and mm-hmm. then I'm hungry, and so then I'm chugging water. Well, which actually means that you're not drinking enough. If you're chugging water, you're not drinking enough water. You should drink a gallon of water for every 130 pounds. I can't drink five gallons of water a day. You have to. I don't weigh that much. I'm just. That's joking. really funny, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't even get me started on how much water I'm supposed to be drinking a day. Really? Yeah, a gallon for, for every 130, 130 pounds. 
Okay, see, so now Nick can do math in his head. I can't. So. So. Anyway. Um, anywho. Yeah, f- actually, this fast was interesting for me because we we did kind of a, a pseudo Daniel fast the first day. Yeah, yeah. Where we where we broke the fast at nighttime and we we had a little bit of time that we ate and then we fasted again. Well, and the but other side for of the that second too, run for the second run and I think I might do this again next time because <laughs> next time I do a, a, a corporate fast like that. Um, because two. I have to drink at least two and a quarter gallons of water a day. Um, by maybe, Wednesday, I'm trying to get that down by Wednesday to one and a half. Yeah, right. <laughs> By Wednesday, I was actually hungry all day Wednesday, with no really? with no interruption in uh, a. You know how when you're when you're hungry, and then you're like, I thought I was hungry. Wasn't I just hungry a minute ago? Right. All day Wednesday, from about eleven o'clock in the morning until we ate. Yeah. It was just hunger. Wow. Where did we eat? I can't remember. Mod pizza. Oh, that's right. It was so good. It was very good. I think that needs to be our new tradition. Tradition. Well, yeah, no, Texas tradition. Roadhouse is out. Yeah, Texas uh. Roadhouse. You know, that brings up a point. But first. Crappy management. The bottom of the hour. Do you hear that music? It's nice music. It is nice. We're just going to let that play for a moment. It's already done. No, really, it's already done. Oh. It's really, it's a short clip. Sorry. Um, and now, Shabay, commercial, commercial. <laughs> this is Pod Bros, a production of Sound Bros Productions. Uh, we are on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Facebook, iTunes, YouTube, Facebook, YouTube, YouTube, Google Play, Google Play. Coming at you from the Quad City area. From the Quad City, we're in Chino. And trainer. And uh, we very soon will have a recording studio for people to come and play at. And we're studio. Yeah, if you want to record, hit us up. And we're studio. And we're studio. And that is the bottom of the hour. And that was the bottom of the hour. Yes. Ta-da! Yes, it was. (sighs) Well, I feel better. How about you? Do you know? I do. (laughs) Do you know? (laughs) Uh, I forgot what we were talking about. What were we talking about? Tombstone? Actors. You were going to start talking about something. I was. I think it was crappy managers. I was. Crappy managers, because we were talking about Tombstone. We were talking about Texas Roadhouse. Texas Roadhouse. Tombstone's in my head for some reason. Texas Road Heasy. Is it rising? Tombstone rising? Da-ha. Name of a band. A band. 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 Um, yeah, no, just bad managers. We've discussed bad managers. Let's not discuss we bad have. managers. He's uh. <laughs> <laughs> a double yawn. You caught me with it, too. I looked over and I was like, oh. We're yawning. Um, yes. So we're going down to Phoenix this weekend. We That's are going down fun. to Phoenix this weekend. We go to Awaken. Because uh, we were sleeping. That Kanye West is going to be there. Yeah, I know. We talked about that yesterday. So that'll be cool. We got a wedding on Sunday. That's going to be cool. Oh, yeah. That's right. That is the Sunday. So, yeah. We're having fun. Had a good time. 
Good times, good fun. I do not know why I'm yawning all of a sudden so much. I'm not tired. I slept plenty good last night. Mm. I slept plenty all right. I don't know. What else should we talk about? (laughs) No idea. (laughs) Sure we can talk about something. Oh, we got to come up with something for another 30 minutes. Wow, another 28 minutes. Talk about window blinds. That's not. That is a terrible subject <laughs> is it to talk a terrible about. subject? Actually, on a, on a note of windows, has anyone ever experienced storm windows? Because that's what I have on my house. And I don't like them. Experience is like a thing that happens once. You're con- is Does experience count for something you're continuously yeah, having? Yeah, experiencing. Happen? You're just constantly you're currently experiencing, experiencing it. it. No, no, no. You're constantly experiencing it. Constantly. You're not, you're not currently experiencing it. I am, I am experiencing it. Oh, I think I bent that. What, what are you? Oh, that's what are you doing? I, you know, I'm just looking at the microphone. Yeah, that's coming through. Mine's more consistent because it's not fingers. You're so ridiculous. That's you. That's your mom. That's what you sound like. Um, speaking of moms, mom's awesome. Uh, yes. We have an awesome mom. Yes. I honestly, I'm I'm grasping here uh, at straws um, because we're not in California, so straws are legal. Kacha. Yeah, I uh, I uh, I was really it was really funny yesterday. I on the way home, I stopped by McDonald's and, and uh, got something to drink. And actually, got four of something to drink. Well, I was really thirsty, so I figured, you know, you, oh, you, four you, get, big you get one, and it's like when by the time you're done with it, you're like, man, I really wish I had another one or at least half another one. I just got four of them. What'd you get? I got water and sweet tea. Oh, nice. Um, but he gave me four straws, one for each cup. And I was thinking about some some person in California somewhere was was their their brain was, was exploding, or they were having an aneurysm, or something like that. <laughs> you know, something fun like that. You know, you know, so. something fun like an aneurysm, because aneurysms are fun. Are you mocking people's pain? I find everyone's pen funny with my own. I'm French. I'm French. British bliss. Oh, gross. <laughs> uh, so let's see here. What do we got? We, let, you know, we haven't done news in a while, you know. No, we're going me. For a very good reason. Golly. The yawning is ridiculous. Seriously. Um, we haven't done news for a very good reason because news sucks. It does suck. And right now, news sucks a little bit more than normal. Although I do think it's funny that if the Democrats had waited for literally one month, actually not even one month, I think it was a week after they did their impeachment thing, yeah, new evidence came up. That actually can impeach him? No. No. Just new evidence. No. None of this can impeach him. I know. That's literally why, none of this can impeach them. But new evidence came up. Did you hear? And... If they had waited, then their argument, I guess you could say, would be a little bit better. And there's more evidence that's coming up. It's all circumstantial, like the other stuff was. But they're trying to, like, force them into using it. So stupid. Anyway. Anyway, so, um, you know there's treasure hunters all over the world. Right. Um, And they're constantly searching for Spanish treasure ships and whatnot. Right. Well, there was a captain at one point um, that was... um, He was... uh, He was... um, he was a very uncomfortable man. Okay. Um, and his ship got sunk. And when it sunk, his his spirit translated into 
into the ship, and they just recently found it. Um, yeah. So it was lying. the The whole ship was in mostly all all together, um, lying on the ocean floor. Okay. Um, and it was it was like twitching uncontrollably. Okay. Um, because it's a nervous wreck. Ha <laughs> <sighs> ha. Was funny. Ooh ooh. Can I tell a play on words joke that that is um you know. What we used to do when we were kids when we wanted to say bad things. You can do whatever you want. Why are you leaving? Good pause. Anyway, sorry about that. So, you know that most people in the world have 32 teeth. Okay. Some have just eight. Okay. It's simple meth. You know, the toothbrush was (laughs) definitely invented by a redneck. Oh, no doubt. Because if it had been anyone else, it would have been called a teeth brush. Indeed, indeed. You know, you might be a redneck if between your entire family, your infant has more teeth than you. (laughs) You know, you might be a redneck if your house is held together with duct tape. You also might be a redneck if there's more tires on your house than there is on the cars in your front yard. Seriously. Robert... You might be a redneck thumb nut. if you go to your family reunion looking for a date. I've done that. <laughs> Luke, we need to have a talk. <laughs> we need to have a talk. This is actually uh, an intervention. This is an intervention. <laughs> <laughs> so Robert Crinkle Thumbnut, international tongue twister champion, mm. made headlines when he got with, arrested. With the rumor name. is he's getting a really tough sentence. It's so ridiculous. Why do mathematicians... Well, you, you heard about that guy. Go ahead. Go why ahead. do mathematicians tend to marry larger women? Why? Because they really like curves. Ridiculous. <laughs> well, you heard about that guy. Who, Which guy? Uh, who He was on death row. Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, he apparently... So he um, he wrote this musical piece. He was a... He was a... Uh, a uh, you know, one of those guys who directs music? Anyway, um... So he wrote this musical piece, and he got, like, these amazing musicians. This was in another country. He's a... he was in. He was in another. He was in another country with a dictator, and so he created this musical piece for them to, uh, you know, for the, for the country. Yes. And he would perform it for the... For the dictator. For the dictator. The um, and so he got, like, the best musicians in the land and even hired some from other countries. But every time that they were performing, it was a terrible performance. And the dictator just got so upset. He's like, all right, that's it. You're going to die a death by electric chair. And so for his final meal, he, you know, he asked for, like, the hottest curry in the world, whatever, you know, final final meal, you know, prisoner's final rights or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so then they, they put him in the electric chair and they do the whole process and... Nothing happens. And he's like, the dictator is all confused about it. And he's like, so the, so he lets him go. You know, he's like, all right, well, you know, you know, sentence, sentence served, I guess, whatever. Um, so then he, later on, he, pro- he produces another epic musical piece. And the dictator, well, I'll give him a second chance. So, you know, same, same situation, performed horribly. And so this time the dictator is like, you know what? Enough of this. Enough of this being he's he's enough enough of this being played around with, you know. This epic musical piece that's being performed horribly. Um so he sends him to, you know, final rights, whatever, and he's like, This time there are no final rights, you're just going right to the electric chair. So he sends him to the electric chair, 
Same thing. Nothing happens. So and they like, fry him, and he does. He, he, they he set does, it off, and yeah, nothing, nothing happens. happens. And the the dictator is very upset, and he's like, "How is this happening?" It's like, "I'm just a bad conductor." <laughs> I'm running in my head. I'm thinking composer the whole time. Excellent, perfect. So uh, your crap is my daily bread, Michael, thirty six, sewage worker. Gosh, that's terrible. You know, wherever I go, I'm greeted by much warmth. Derek, 53, fireman. Any more? Do you know how you make holy water? Uh, It's really simple. Go ahead. You boil the hell out of it. Mm. You know, I find that Velcros are just a big ripoff. You know, I hear Switzerland's a great place to live. Well, the flag is a big plus. Anything else over there? As you sit there and stare I at your iPad with a grin fat, on your face? But I'd re- I'd be really rich in Britain because they melt they measure their wealth in pounds. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. There are three un- unwritten rules in business. Yes. So I caught some vegans in my basement. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they're vegan. All day long they keep shouting, let us leave. So ridiculous. You know, it's not nice to make fun of fat people. No? No, because they have enough on their plate as it is. <laughs> you know, I used to make blonde jokes. Oh? But then one of my good friends who was a blonde, she died. Oh? She was raking leaves and she fell out of the tree. <laughs> we should tell the history story on that one. Yeah, nah. Oh, man. So, it's, uh... Yes? We should sing Fish Heads. No. From Star Trek. No. Like the original Fish Heads. No. We gotta do something. We should not sing. The limited amount of singing we did yesterday should be all that we do on the show. Did we sing yesterday? Yeah, musicals. What did we say? Oh, that's right. We sang musical-ish. We actually didn't do anything yesterday because we skipped our podcast. Because we had a very busy day. We did. I was actually uh, working on stuff all day. Fish heads? No, seriously. Fish heads. I'm going to mute your mic. I have the power. Roly-poly? This is what it sounds like when Luke's mic is muted. You hear? You can hear him off in the Rolly distance. Rolly poly fish heads. You hear that? That's Luke off in the distance with his mic muted. Fish heads. Hey, hey, Luke, your mic is still muted. <laughs> uh. Anyway, I wish that they would make a decent Star Trek reboot. Cause Discovery is garbage. Well, we'll see what we'll and see what happens with Picard. Star Trek series. is Star. And the new Star Treks are, they're not bad, but they're not great either. Yeah. yeah the card looks pretty good. I don't, I don't know that unless, unless they go back to what they were doing in the 90s, in the 80s and 90s and the early 2000s. I don't know if they... If, With, you're, you're talking Next Generation, Voyager, Deep Space Nine. Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager... Enterprise. I, I think unless they yeah, go Enterprise. back to that. Enterprise was really good. I think unless they go back to that, I don't think we're going to see anything 
come of it. What they're on season two of Discovery, but it got canceled or something like that. I have no idea. I, I stopped paying attention to it. Can I be honest with you? Uh, I, no, I want you to lie to me. Okay, I loved it. Thank you. But now um, I'm going to be truthfully honest. I made it ten minutes into the first episode. Did you really? I made it farther than that. Literally ten minutes into the first episode and said, this is trash, crap, and I don't want to have anything to do with it, and I turned it off. Yeah. Well, it just was, it wasn't Star Trek. It was, it was a sci-fi show. It was some weird sci-fi show that was trying to be Star Trek. It was trying to be Star Trek. And was just offensive. Yeah, unfortunately. I think I made it, there, there's the scene where all the Klingons are sitting around talking You know, they did the same thing with Stargate Universe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but that was, the, the issue with Stargate Universe was very simple. The, the character that they made for the main character was incorrect. The guy? Yeah. So so one of the things that's made Star that makes Stargate since we're talking about science fiction and Stargate, one of the things that makes Stargate so great is that they have the perfect combination of characters. They have the strong lead character. They have the indubitably. They have the strong intelligent character indubitably. They have that. They have this character. You know, indubitably. They have indeed. <laughs> they have the. They have the strong, the strong muscle character yep. who's not really intelligent most of the time, but is. But he's a freaking beast yeah. and kicks butt and takes yeah. names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then they have the nerdy, sciencey one who's good at reading the alien language and stuff like that. Um, and it makes like a great team. And then they have all of the other characters that they add on to it or they have part of the crew or whatever. Um, but it's always those four characters that are the four main people that go everywhere, right? Right, yeah. Um, with the first part of SG-1, you had, um, you had Jack O'Neill, um, Carter, Teal'c, and Daniel Jackson. And Daniel Jackson. And then they, they, they mixed yeah, them they up. Mixed, well, they, they mixed and matched later on. But uh, no, but they and still they added characters, and they but. changed characters. You have uh, what's his name from the Farscape? No, from the season where where the actor who plays Daniel Jackson was gone. Um, um, yeah, the guy who was an alien. Yeah, Jonas. Jonas. Okay, He's you have Jonas character. for a season for a season and a half. He was a good character. He was a great he character. Was, actually, he was in there for two seasons, wasn't he? Se- season and a half, I think. Yeah. Um, and then they brought him away. back again for another episode later on. Um, and then later on, you had the guy from Farscape. And the girl from Farscape. And the girl from Farscape, which actually increased I, the team to five people. Yep, and actually gained viewers for the show. Because it did, it did. And and I think they did a good job of, of making a good combination of of the characters and adding in the different characters and everything. And then in, in Atlantis, which I feel like didn't get its due time. I agree. Um, and from what I understand, it was because they didn't want to keep going. How many episodes did they have? Well, it was five seasons, but they had they had that same thing. They had a they had a good cast though. Like SG One was awesome. Atlantis had a really good. cast. Well, they both did. No, they both had a good. It was a good solid cast. It was a good mix. And I think that was the problem from what I've seen of Universe because I didn't like I said I made it I made it a little bit farther in Universe than I did. In, I watched. I think it was three episodes of Universe um, or four. But the then they problem, did something in the episode, and I was like, yeah, I'm done. The, the problem with Universe was that they they had a couple different things that were the problem. But I think the biggest problem was the, the lead. The yeah. main character, 
it, it was it was a couple different things. It was the main character was not in charge. Right. Right, which in the past, the main character was in charge. Right. Yeah. Was in charge under the general who was in charge or the or the team leader that was in and charge or whatever. most of the time, they were on the same page. Yeah, more or less. They were more or less on the same page. There was a few, th- there was a few well, which like... which one is it, more or less? No, it's both. Ka-chow. It's actually both. That's why I said it that I way. I know that. I just wanted to derail you. Sometimes it, it was more. Sometimes <laughs> it was less. No. As a matter of fact, I derailed you with your statement. Get wrecked, son. Uh, no, I'm not your dad. Back away. Are you my dad? <laughs> Born in a log cabin I built with my own hands. Don't ask how. <laughs> anyway, in that one, from what I from what I could from what I underst- from what I was understanding from watching it, it was just like no one was on the same page. The entire it was like a random group of people that got stuck together on this ship that they couldn't get off of, and they're billions of light years away from Earth. Right. Um, and I think what they were trying to go for was kind of like a Voyager type feel. Yeah. But they, it, one of the things that made Voyager so amazing is that it was two crews that joined together. And once you got past halfway through the first season, everybody was on the same page. Right. By the time you're halfway into Voyager, everyone's on the same page. Everyone's where they're supposed to be for the majority of the show. Yep. And then you can have cool episodes. And every once in a while, they poke at the whole, I'm part of the Maquis, I'm part of the Federation right, thing. Right. But it wasn't like a major issue. But I felt like no, because but and the reason why that works out is because that situation is more reality. Well, and if you're put in a situation like that where you've got two separate crews and you're on the farthest point of the galaxy, right, right, and you have no choice to get back, you only have two choices. Two choices: one, you die, or two, you band together with these people that have the better technology and you get home and you survive. Yeah. Or at least survive. Or at least survive. But that's I felt like in from what I saw from Universe, it was just the military and the civilians fighting with each other the whole time, and the scientist guy off doing his own thing. Yeah, because that time. was that was the whole time was that he he's off doing his own thing and he's finding stuff out about the ship and not telling anyone yep. because they're the military and we're going to be upset about the military being in charge of things. It was just like you know what it felt like. It felt like it was a propaganda show. That's exactly it. That is exactly that's what it. it felt like. And and Stargate has always had a little bit of that. Oh, well, it has to because it's the military against the civilians. The, no, but no, no, they've no, done not a that. really good not job that, about it. Not that, not that, not that propaganda. They've always had that little bits of propaganda where they like they talk about like reprogramming and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like little bits that they just kind of yeah, throw yeah. in there, just here and there. Because I mean, SG One is all about ancient religion. Yeah, true. Actually, being legit, semi legitimate, I guess yeah, you could say. Yeah, yeah. Um, Although that was one of the best episodes in uh, SG One, which one? Wormhole Extreme. Oh yeah, where the the fake one, the yeah. fake the fake how does show. That, how does that go along with what I was just saying though? Reprogramming because of the guy that's being reprogrammed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. by using chemicals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's that, where that's, my brain went. Oh, okay, okay. Um, don't ask. Don't ask. Don't tell. I have to ask. Um, this is not the army. left. We have nine minutes. All right. Um, but you know, it was just it, it was one of those things where keep going. I'm listening intently. Okay. Are you sure? Yeah, good. Well, it doesn't have to be nine minutes. 
Oh. We just paused and then played again. Oh, did you hit play? Yeah, we're going again. Oh, cool. Uh, hi. You're just giving me a really weird look. Sorry. There was no delay at all. You don't have to say hi again. I know, but it sounds funny when it's like nothing so changed ridiculous. and then we're like, hi. We're back. We're back. Where did, Where you, did you go? go? <laughs> anyway, I... Uh, uh, well, that's, I mean, that, well, that, that right there, what we just did is the best part about podcasts. You yeah. don't know. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know what went on. Anyway. So, yeah, so. I just, I, I felt like... I felt like they they took all of the wrong parts of the show and made they took all of the crappy parts of the of of science fiction right and made it the show and made it a show yeah and then they were like because some writer somewhere it, thought this why was did a great it get idea. canceled yeah because your show was crap and and what's funny is that it was like it was a perfect template for what not to do with science fiction shows and it seems like now. They've all taken that template and they're like, this is what we should do for our science fiction shows. Yeah, and now that's all they're doing. And it's like... Except for Orville, which brings up a point. Where the heck is Orville? It's in between negotiations right now, I think. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Because I I think Fox dropped it. Fox was like thinking about drop. They signed for a second year, but then they dropped it. Which I don't understand why, because I thought thought Orville did good. Because that's what Fox does. Well, I know that that's what Fox does. Fox just drops shows. I mean, you can thank them for uh, Serenity, or for uh, Firefly. Firefly, which I just watched an episode of the other day. One of my favorite episodes. Which one? Um, Just one of my favorite episodes. Which one? It was just one of my favorites. I'm not telling you which one. I'll tell you later. I think I know which one it is. Privately, when we're not on the air. Never mind. Um, I know which episode it is. And so, um, yeah, now we're making it sound all horrible. It's you, just one of my favorite episodes. Um, I think I know which episode you're talking about, which makes it really funny. How many babies have you delivered, Doctor? Including this one? Yes. None? This will be my first? Mine, too. Mine, too. I wonder who's in there. I wonder who's in there. Yeah, that one. That wasn't the one I was thinking of, but okay. <laughs> what were you thinking of? Our Mrs. Reynolds? Nope. I know all the. Why do I know all the names of these off the top of my head? Oh wait, head? was that the one I was thinking of? Where they get hijacked and I know what to happened. Spider? I know what happened. You kissed her too. I knew it. <laughs> so bad. Anyway. <laughs> all right. Yeah, so, that yeah. is what Fox does. They yep. just like cancel sh- cancel shows, and it's and it's too bad too because some of those shows were really really good, and now they have. The cult followings, you right, know. Right, right. But it's so far... I mean, Firefly was what? 15 years ago? Was it? 10? I thought it, it was longer than that. Or 20? I mean, that's a lot of time. You know? You can't just bring the same actors back in and and have it look the same. Yeah. You know, it doesn't work that way. We haven't conquered the youth yet. Well, and the other, you know? the other side of all that is that now you have a bunch of writers that are writing this new style... And the fear is that you bring the show back and they're going to ruin it. Well, yeah. I mean, that's currently what these writers are doing. Because that seems to be the MO is, we're going to bring back Star Trek, but it's not actually Star Trek. We're going to bring back Star Wars, but it's not actually Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to bring back whatever, fill in the blank, and it's not actually whatever it is. So now my question is, is what is it that's causing that? I mean, what is... PC. Is that what it is? PC. The the inability to offend people? It is. It is a... It is an over-the-top, it's twofold. It's an over-the-top 
concern about offending people, and it's an over-the-top, ridiculous push. I think the problem Which is, is causing offense. Right. To the other people. To the other people. Yeah. But we don't care about them because they're they're the people that we want to offend. Right. Right. Interesting. You ever notice that? Yeah. That everyone gets upset about everyone gets upset about uh somebody who's who's out there, you know, a Christian who's out there telling people about Jesus. Yeah. And then when something offensive to a Christian happens, everyone applauds it. Yeah, everybody says it's fine. Oh, this is great. I'm so glad they're finally doing this. Oh, they need to be put in their place. It's like I've actually heard Christians themselves say that. Or or write it on Facebook. Right. Yeah. Well, you need to be put in your place. You're yeah, dividing amongst Christians. It's not dividing amongst Christians, sir. Um, and I hope my friend who who I'm talking about hears this. Because I'm never gonna be able to actually say this. Um Go ahead. It's not dividing amongst Christians. You're just a pansy. And don't understand the Jesus that I serve. Well, because Jesus was tactful, but he was serious. The the problem that I have with all of this is that, as separate from the religious side of things and separate from the debate, because there's tons of different Christian, uh, tons of different groups that claim Christianity as right. their title. Yes, um, even groups that are not even close to Christianity. Right. In the traditional uh, interpretation of the Bible, term sense of Christianity in any yeah. way, shape, or form. Yeah. Um. The problem, the issue, cut breaks down to this very simple thing: religious freedom. Yeah, and I think this is a lot of things that a lot of things that Christians. Because it's funny that you should mention that, because that was what was going through my head was that a lot of Christians they miss this, yeah. they miss that religious freedom extends to all religions. Correct. Freedom of religion, not freedom from religion. Freedom of religion, of religion yeah. and and uh, this well, is something that this is something that a lot of people exactly that a lot of people that a lot of people who are in politics and lawyers separation from that they that faith. they miss is that the separation freedom of not freedom from it's it, the separation of church and state is it's not supposed to be it's supposed to be separation from the church the state is supposed to be separated from the church in the sense of the church being able to manipulate and control the government. On the flip side of that, the government's job under the First Amendment is to protect the church per se, in that the church should be allowed to do what it needs to, whatever it needs to do. Not whatever it needs to do. It needs to be allowed to function. Well, yeah, that's what I meant, within reason. I'm not within mean. reason. Do not qualify things within reason. Reason is not legality. Within yeah, that's rights. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, we're not burning anyone at this. The church isn't going to burn. Isn't going to yeah. come into your house and burn down and yeah. take your property because they decided that you're a heretic. Right. You can't do stuff like we're that. We're not witch hunting. Exactly. You're not allowed to witch so hunt. Say Salem. Blah blah blah. That sort of thing. Yeah. What the government is supposed to be doing is, we want to have a nativity. Okay. On the courthouse lawn. Great. And this Jewish group wants to have a menorah. And we're going to put them right next to each other. Yep. And this Muslim group wants to have, and I'm blanking it right now, but they, they have a holiday in December. They want to have yeah, their... Ramadan. Ramadan. Is it Ramadan? Yeah. They want to have their item that represents their oh, holiday. Yeah. Great. Put it right next to By it. By all means. It's religious freedom. But as soon as you start inflicting your laws upon me, then your religious freedom goes away. Right. 
and that's what's missed right now. And and the problem is is that it's people. We're not but here's the issue. Here's the issue here. This is the issue. The issue is that you assume that because I have a nativity outside uh, the courthouse, the courthouse or the town square, yeah, that I am presuming upon a specific religion, and that and and Christians assume that because we have a nativity. We are being preferential towards Christians, and that that's the way it should be. Right. And the problem is, is that that's wrong. And they also think that because we're doing that, that we're, you know, we're somehow we're being offensive, and that this is wrong. That that the city would condone this, and that there would be no other representation there. Yeah. Representation is voluntary. Our government is voluntary. Our system is voluntary. So we operate on a vo- we operate on a voluntary system. A republic is voluntary. It's entirely voluntary. That's why things like income tax and property tax are an affront to our republic. Now, in the past, a in, a property tax, which was what the, which was the, actually the only tax that existed for a very long time, was a property tax, and then eventually a luxury tax. Um, but a property tax. The reason it existed was because you bought property. And so by owning property, the government, you know, you're showing that you want you want to be part of the process. And so you you pay taxes. And that was also the reason why landowners were the only ones who voted, because they were the only ones who were paying taxes. Who were paying for the government. They were the only ones who had a vested interest. Right. And why is that so important? It's important because it wasn't prejudiced based on race, race, ethnicity, or gender. Correct. It was based on on a perceived on a perceived no on a perceived desire to be involved in the government. Correct. And as our republic has evolved, we have included more people. Well, and the other side to of the that point is- where now we include everyone over the age of eighteen. Right. And and with that. Our tax system should have adjusted with that. Right. We should we should have a sales tax, and that's it. Yep. Just a straight across sales tax. It's a it's a specific federal percent, a specific state percent, yep. and a specific local percent, and that's it. We shouldn't have any other taxes but that. Yep. Because, because then it's entirely voluntary. Correct. You know what you can do if there's a sales tax on something? Not buy it. Not buy it. And it's like, do you pay taxes? Not really. Why not? Well, I never go shopping. Right. And what is what is everyone who's paying sales tax going to vote for and against? Well, I'm definitely not going to vote for an increase on welfare. Well, the, here's the other side of right? all this. Here's the other side of because all this. Because if that, I vote for an increase on welfare, that means that my sales tax goes up. And right. so those things that are luxuries to me that I enjoy having are now going to cost me more. The other side of that is that, well, this person isn't well off. They have a hard time getting things. Okay. I'll buy it for them. Um, let's lower the taxes. Let's take that sales tax and drop it down a little. Make it a little bit more affordable. <coughs> and, and, now, and now, here, here's the biggest thing. This is the biggest thing because this is the thing that they're, always, that they're always shouting about, right? They're always shouting about the... Uh, the the wealthy are paying way more are oh, yeah, paying yeah, way yeah. less taxes and you know it should be equal you know what's equal sales tax you know why 
Because everybody pays it. Everybody pays it. You just bought a $10. It doesn't matter. You just bought a $10 microphone and paid 10%. And I, the rich guy across the street, just bought a $50,000 car and paid 10%. It's the same thing. I paid the exact same amount of tax you did. The exact same percentage of tax. Exactly. That is the issue here, is the percentage of tax. And that's the thing they always go off about. You know what taxes don't care about? You know what sales taxes don't care about? Anything. Anything. They don't care about anything. They don't care about what color you are. They don't care about what gender you are. They don't care whether or not you're here legally or not. Yep. It fixes everything. The other side of it is it takes the government from this swelling thing that can just keep getting bigger and bigger Mm -hmm. and bigger and goes, nope, here's the boundaries. Actually, you can't get any bigger. Actually, correction. It does the exact opposite. Yes. It shrinks it. It it actually... It, but no, but it here's the other thing. It forces it to be correct. It, but here's the other thing, though. It also allows for the government to grow exponentially with... The populace. With the populace. Yeah. Because as the population gets bigger and as the economy gets bigger, the government... The government gets Naturally needs to get bigger. To take care of to take the care of, population. To take care of bigger population exactly. issues. Um. And, and so, so now when you have somebody who's goofing off in office, <coughs> who's not doing their job that you elected them to do, now it's a whole – it's not about propaganda anymore. Well, it's it still – It will be. There still will be some propaganda. But it's about. not about it. Now you're going, okay, wait a minute. I pay this much, X amount, plus this amount of, of flat sales tax, and I'm driving down my road that is nothing but potholes. What are you doing? Yeah. You you have one job. Instead Your of job saying, is to take well, care. Well, you're taking. Well, you're, a you're bit making. Of tax hold on, from over hold here, on, hold on a, a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. You're, you're, you're making a leap, though. You're making a leap here. How so? You're making a leap in assuming that uh, if we went to a straight across sales tax, uh, to a flat rate sales tax, mm-hmm. um, that all of these other government entities would, all of these government entities that are getting paid for, would go away. No. No, no, no. But that's no. But he, just hear, uh, hear me I, out. No, I, I do. You understand I what I'm okay, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that by saying what you're saying, you, no, you've okay. made a you've made a logical leap. where that leap goes? And let me let me bridge that gap. Okay. So, but here, here, let, let me just let me just say this because this is something that a lot of people, when you start talking about just going to a straight sales tax, flat across, flat rate sales tax, um, they start panicking. They start panicking about the money. Yeah. And the thing is, is that if we got rid of all the other taxes. And we just had sales tax. The government would have more than enough money. Correct. So let me bridge let for me, for for all of those for all of those people that think that for all of those for all, well, for all those programs for the welfare programs right. and stuff exactly. like that. But the other side of all this, and this is what I was kind of getting at before, is that how much money do you really need for a welfare program? So that that if is there's no tax on property, if there's no tax right. on all of these different things that people have to pay for. You mean you mean that when I bought my house, instead of paying the extra amount that I'm paying for in, the in taxes, property tax and in sales tax, I don't have to pay for that. All you'd have to pay I is have the to sales pay tax. The one sales tax. And 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 on top of that, I think that part of this, a very huge part of this, and I think this is where the the issue of the poor comes in the best, is that it should be a sales tax on only new items. So you bought this house from someone else. That means there's no tax. That means on it. the sales tax has already been paid. Correct. So there's no reason for you to pay the sales tax again on Correct. this product of the house and the property 
Correct. You're not going to pay property tax because... I bought this car already, brand new. You bought the car. I sold it to this guy, and he doesn't pay me sales tax. Exactly, because the sales tax has already been paid. paid. So let me me answer your question about the logical leap. Okay, go ahead. So the bridge of that leap is very simple. When you limit or perceive to limit the amount of money that comes into the government, the only option that you have... When it when it has when when we're talking about money, okay, is that they have to start looking at where the money is being spent, right, or where it's being, or where. So it's being what you're saying is what you're saying or, is is that if there's only one source of of income, correct, then everything that the government is doing becomes public, correct. Which and, and I think which I think allows which allows the people what we're doing right now is we're circling, we're circling yeah. around this issue. And the issue is that the reason why wealthy people don't want to have a straight across sales tax, the reason why they like our I tax system. I haven't actually met anyone that doesn't want, well. You've never really met, met anyone. You've never met people that are extremely wealthy. People who are extremely wealthy, they push things like environmental protection. Right, of course. They push because, things because like. Because they have the money to avoid it. No, no, no. They push things like that because it keeps, it keeps people at odds with each other because it's not real. Well, that makes sense. The issue isn't real, and so they don't care. Yeah, they have tons of money; they can get around whatever the heck they want. Yeah, P- the, who are the people? Who are the biggest proponents? Right of right. of global reform on carbon emissions? They're billionaires that who use three jets. who use <laughs> or who use three to four times as much fossil fuels yep. as the entire population of the U.S. uses in a year. Right. That You're is right. who they are. You're right. That is who they are. They are the they are the and worst. So my, they are the worst ones. So then my point is is that when you have a flat sales tax, everything becomes transparent. The everything tax becomes code, equal. The tax code becomes a single page, right? Yeah. Because it's simple. And now I can, as Joe Schmo, I can say I pay ten percent on everything that I buy. Where the heck is it going? Well, it would it would and be, I can know where it is. It would probably my guess is that most likely it would be a probably a five or six percent sales tax federally, and then like a three or four percent sales tax state, and then like a one or two percent sales tax local. Yeah, that's ten or eleven percent. Fifteen. I, I think it would probably be somewhere around fifteen because my numbers are probably not entirely accurate as to the. I calculated it at one point, and I and I actually had. I had it comfortably set at 10%. I, what I'm saying is that I think it would be a little bit more... Mainly because the government doesn't need any more than God does. That is true. That is true. But, you're, but remember that we're talking but about... But that is, that is my faith. But remember, but remember this, that the government and the, the federal government and the state government are two completely different entities. True. And that's why I'm saying that. And that's why I think it Very would true. probably be something more like 15% between state, federal, and local. Right. Total and total, total, total. But like I said, the other side of that is, is that as soon as that starts to happen, people start to see it. They start to ask where it goes, and then they start to go, okay. Well, and the other how side do we of get this. this down while still paying for this stuff? And then it's not about saving the schools anymore and saving the police department and the fire department and all this other stuff to get more taxes because the agenda is out of the way. Well, and and the other side of all this is that you want to save the schools. If you want to save the schools, it's very simple. Go buy more stuff at the store. Yeah. Or. I want to give to the school. Cool. Guess what I just did? 
I just went and bought a new TV for a thousand dollars. Yep. Plunked an extra hundred bucks out. That TV now cost me eleven hundred bucks, and the school gets right. However much percentage much of, of that the tax hundred. Yep. Right. Oh, the teachers aren't getting it. Well, better check your your administration then. It forces you to see everything. That's my point. Is it forces you to look and and then then the whole illegal immigration thing. The argument that they don't pay taxes. Since when? Yeah, but that's They're not the here. issue. That's not the issue. It's with not a huge issue. No. No, that but, is not the issue with illegal immigration. And I think personally, but I, mean, I think that you will that see money. if Trump gets reelected oh in in twenty twenty, yeah. the end of this year, I think that you will see the immigration issue become a non-issue. Yeah, of course. Because I think that if Trump gets reelected, he will successfully finish the wall, and when the border wall is in place. The real issue of immigration will actually become to the forefront. Which is the real issue with immigration is that we we have a terrible immigration system, and and it needs to be fixed. And and specifically the southern border. What about it? The it's, cartels. No, it's, it's nothing to do with. No, that. no, no, no. You're, you're missing what my point is. I'm not talking about the cartels. That's that is. To be honest with you, that's the bonus. Okay, that's the icing on the cake. I'm talking about a legitimate issue that is at the foundation of our country our immigration system our immigration system is really at the core of what our country our country exists because of immigration because of immigration and our immigration system right now is trash right it is absolute garbage and it is very clunky and i think that having a border that is secured that people can't just waltz across and if they actually have to go through the process, which they're already starting to do, which is already starting to show the problem. It's already starting to show the problems. It's already starting to that point the issues. It's already starting to point. To it's already starting to point the finger at things like um, our ability to the number of people who are looking to migrate to the U.S. The abil- the number of people we can accept at a time. It's looking at that issue. It's looking at the issue of what do you do with kids at the border. Right. It's looking at the issue of, of, of all of these different things that no one's looked at. Right. This whole thing with, oh, these kids are being detained on the border. Yeah, all through Obama's presidency, all through Bush's presidency. Yeah. And nobody did anything. Yeah. Because nobody was talking about actually building a wall. Exactly. And now that someone's talking about building a wall, the oh, issue now all is the being forefronted. Are coming to the front. And this is yeah. what my point is. This is why it's so brilliant. Well, I don't it, really care about the wall. I don't. It doesn't matter to me. But what I do care about is I care about the fact that people need to be able to come to the U.S. And they need to be able to migrate here. And they need to be able to become citizens. And and the only way that I see this happening right now is that wall being in place. Because if that wall is in place, then we can now address the issue. Correct. We can address the issue of how are they being taken which, care which of. Which also does how, Go ahead. It also forces the bipartisan side. It does. It, it does. forces people to come to the middle of the aisle and say, my my political bent aside, what are the true issues here? What are the actual right. ways? And how can we actually fix it? And is my way the right way? Or is that way that I don't agree with that guy, but his way actually seems like a better process. And it and seems we, like it's actually working. And we come across the line. And and that is what our his, that is what our country was built on. Yeah. Was coming across. Unfortunately, I feel like I feel like we're at a time. now, 
No, well, we're definitely we're past uh, the time. We're past time. We're past the time. Uh, but that's we'll, okay. we'll finish it after this. Yeah, no, no. But I think the issue now is that the whereas in the past it was two sides of the same coin. Correct. The issue was being argued from two sides of the same coin. And there's um, multiple ways to skin a cat type thing. And let's get it done. Yeah, you know, it's that it's that whole thing where you where you're like, okay, let's you know, you finally get to that point where you're like, just spin the coin. Yeah, how are we gonna do this? Just spin the coin on the table and which way it lands. And we both care about the country. Yeah. Well that's that's We're what not I'm in saying. it for our own personal. That's what I'm saying. Whatever. And so now now I feel like the country is it's two sides of two completely different coins. Yeah. Somebody's sitting there with a quarter, and the other person's got a, you know, a dollar piece. A, no, not, or a half, half. No, dollar. they've got some. They've got a. They got a Canadian. They've quarter. got a Canadian quarter, yeah. uh, a Canadian dime, or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And they're like this over here, and it's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. You're, you're, you're in another. You, you've got currency from somewhere else. Yeah. That 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 is the issue that I see now, and I think that's one of the things that I think we're going to start. I we're already seeing it. They've been trying to cover it up. They've been doing actually a really good job of covering it up. But I think what we're going to see in this next election, um, along with this whole impeachment thing, is yeah. I think we're going to see the Democrat Party go through a midlife crisis. Good. And good. I think I think it's going to be a issue of the the Democrat Party asking themselves, are we going to go back to being the peop- the party of the people or whatever, like they always call themselves, where – we are a little bit more on the government side of things, but we're interested in America functioning. Yeah. Or are we going to become socialists and just abandon everything that has to do with democracy or our republic? Yeah, and that's where they're leaning. And that, that's the split right Here's now. the thing, though. I don't think they're leaning that no, way. No, that's the split. I think that's it, what I mean. I think it legitimately split. is a split. Yeah. And I think that the split is seen very clearly in the numbers about impeachment. Yeah. And the numbers about all of these different things that they're polling, where they're like, the whole group is like, we're all against this. And then something happens and they're like, only 40% of us are against this. Right. You know, I think that's where you're seeing that divide, where on the Republican side of things, we're all kind of like, we're all in this together. We're all in this for the same thing. Yeah. Who cares if the guy who's president right now is a little off his, you know. Flies off the handle. Every, a little bit nuts. Flies off the handle every but once in a while. He's doing what we want him to do, so it's okay. Well, no, it's more than that. He's doing what he said he was going to do. Yeah, which, what, no president has ever done? Oh, no, we've had presidents that have done what they said they were going to do. But inevitably, the la- actually, the last couple presidents, I would say since Bush Sr., have been... Two-faced lying. A bit of a loose cannon. And even Reagan was... Yep. I, I, don't know that, I don't know that Reagan really had a lot of things that he said that he I don't know that you could look at that directly because that was Reagan ran a very old school style campaign where he talked about where he didn't downplay the other person and how he was going to do so much better than them. His president presidential run was much more of a you know, let's get back to what old school America used to be. Yeah. Um but I I I'm not a personally not a big fan of Reagan myself. Um, I feel like he had a lot of liberal views on things. He did. Uh, especially on the fiscal side of things. Um, but, uh, you know, I. it's funny because I, I, I look at with this whole two best, different coins best thing. Best of intentions. Yeah, well, that's exactly what it is, best of intentions. I, I look at this whole two, coin, two sides of a coin thing, and I think what were to happen if George Washington or – actually not George Washington. George Washington is actually a good ex- – actually, no, he is. George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, John Adams. Right. If you were to transport them 
from the seventeen the 1790s. 200 years. Take them and transport them 220 years, 230 years into the future. Figure out some way to give them knowledge of the way the world works now. Okay. So that it wouldn't be like a culture shock. Okay. So, you know, like seeing a computer for the first time, like, what is this magical box? You right. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there isn't that divide. Figure out some way to do that. What would they say about our country? Yeah. Would they immediately demand that we rise up against our oppressive government? I think there would be a part of that. Would they call for a would they call for prayer and fasting for the for the for the debased nature of our society? That I definitely believe would happen. Would they would they go back and say let's not do this country because of what it's become, because of what it can become? What will we change in the Constitution to make it? Would, would they go back and change things in the Constitution or clarify things in the Constitution for the future? For the future. And that's, I think that's the issue is that we, are, we, we tend to look at history from a modern perspective. Instead of looking, instead at, of looking, at, instead of looking at us from, from a historical, historical perspective. perspective. Wow. Wow. That's deep. Thanks. I just came up with it just now. Because if you if you if you compare yourself, well, and, and you know what? Let me let me tie this. Let's tie. Let's bring this first full circle. Let's tie mm-hmm. this around. Mm-hmm. That's what we do in Christianity. That is what we do in Christianity. We look at ourselves through the eyes of Christ. Through the eyes of Christ, who is, I mean, he's living, but a historical figure. Two thousand years ago. Yep. He wrote this stuff in the Bible and said, do this and well, don't do this. He technically didn't and write them. And this but yeah. is not, this is a sin, right? And right. it hasn't changed. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. That's one of the biggest things in the church world and all of these things where these things haven't changed. Right? Jesus said, thou shalt not murder. Mm-hmm. It hasn't changed. Yep. It doesn't matter what the culture says. It hasn't changed. And that's argument and so within our politics and within our country if we begin to look at ourselves from a historical standpoint and we compare what our forefathers had set in motion and we go you know decency and goodness and freedoms haven't changed so so here's 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 the connection here that's brilliant and and this is i think well, you heard it here first. I think I've I think I fully understand now what John Adams was saying. I, I quoted him before, right? In that this nation is wholly inadequate for an unchurched people, and I think with this Sorry. line of logic that we've just gone through, yeah, I think I understand what he was saying. Our country cannot function as a republic with equal representation unless we look at ourselves. The way that Christ looks at us, correct, and we can only do that as a church Christian nation. Yeah, without we have to have, and let me take it a, a step further. Go ahead and make it a little bit more secular for a moment. Mm-hmm. We have to have a moral center. We do, and the farther away we we move from that moral center, mm-hmm. the further the divides get. The more debased we see things in the in the well, news it's, it's and in the, the military, it's the um, it's the statement from Ben Hur, the book Ben Hur, where uh, where Masala and um, and Ben Hur are talking to each other, 
and Masala is talking about how amazing Rome is, and Ben-Hur makes the statement, the Roman Empire is a fruit with a rotting core. Out here at the, out here at the edge, we can see the rot that you mistake for sweetness. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's the issue here is, you know, and it's funny because when you said that, the first thing that came to my mind was the, the sweet creamy center, yeah. like a donut or something like that. But, um, the, the imagery is so accurate is that out, out here on the edge, yeah. out here on the edge of, you know, cause Arizona, where we live, where we are. is We're very, rural. very, very conservative. Actually, rural. Rural. Out on the edges. The, ur- the edges are rural. The edges are rural. Out on the edges. Yeah, it's, we're not packed into cities it's like very, sardines. It's very sweet. It is, actually. It's it Living here is nice. Yep. There's, I mean, yeah, we, we got crappy drivers, but. We get to exercise our freedoms. But we get to exercise our freedoms, and we live the American dream. And we look at the cities, and we see this rotting core. And we go, ew. And 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 then they say this is the way life is supposed to be, and we say no, you're crazy. This is how life's supposed to be. Yeah, this is life. Yeah. This is how amazing life is. So, and um, I think we've I think we've uh, I think we've stumbled across something here, Luke. We have. I, I think have. this was uh, we we didn't really start very political on this com- on this conversation, on this little this little journey, this well, extra long know, journey. The, but the thing of it is, is that we put, you know, we put that we're we're not a political show or anything like that. But we do get a little political from time to time, and and the reason for that is because we are Christians, um, and we do have a moral center, and things have to line up, and so we have to be encouraging. Mm-hmm. And the encouraging side is, is that we really do live in the greatest world. We live in the greatest country in the world. Well, yeah, we do. We, we do. do. Really and do. we experience the greatest and, freedoms in the world. And, and we want to preserve that. And well, and as Americans, our heritage is that as the people, you know, the, the statement my teacher made as a mockery, the people who had the most to lose risked it all. Seven, you know, in the in the in, in the in seventeen seventy six, declaring their independence. Americans, we live in the greatest country on earth. And Our country is still unlike any other country in the correct. world, and we have the most. To and lose. we definitely have the most to lose, and we should be the ones who are the most willing to risk it, all, risk it all for the sake of freedom, for right. the sake of Our Lady Liberty. Which is why the Patriots in the early days laid down their lives they did. for their country. And which is why, um, during the Civil War, the the Patriots that fought on both sides, both sides, yeah. laid down their lives for their country. And, and that is the reason this why is just as much the South's Confederate country as it was the Union country. We were all and Americans. We were all, we all Americans. And so, as much as I have seen it in the news lately, and will and we'll leave you guys with this. But true Patriots, of which I believe we are are willing to lay down our lives for the betterment and the preserving of our freedom in this country. And so it's not a threat. It's not a, hey, come and come and get it. It's simply stating, this is where we believe. Yeah. And if you really want to go there, we are willing to lay down our lives to protect the freedoms that we have. And it's not just the military abroad. It is those of us that are patriotic here at home. Yep. So this, this has, has been, been Pod Bros. Pod Bros, <laughs> a production of Sound Bros Productions. Um, today, especially, we really hope you learned something. Because um, if you're not learning, 
You're dying? You're dying. So stay Gosh, alive. It's a, a good episode. And and as we as we trail off into the music, um we want to thank all of the all of the all of the patriots. Yes. Our our military, our our first responders, and every everyone and everyone who, who has a patriot's heart. Who is willing to stand and defend freedom. Freedom. No greater love has a man than this, that he would lay down his life for his friends. Yep. This has been Pod Bros. Stay alive. Thank you.